This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm ready to party! Good morning, Vietnam! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Magic myth on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Oh, the pervy baby. Yes, just making biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> I'm very loudly. It's a nice, relaxing Sunday afternoon. I know we've got to start doing work. Yeah. Brother, I have to start doing some work. Yes, and I have to edit this. Woo. Woo. But other than that, welcome to his film, Her Movie. Hello. I'm Jordan. I'm Lauren. And this is a podcast where we normally take um, a subject or theme, both pick a movie and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But because because this episode ends in a zero. Or a five. Or a five. We're doing History Makers. Yes. Which is where we take a film that is influenced by the actions or life of real... Or current events. Or current events of people who existed. Yes. Now... This month comes with a little bit of a caveat, I think, because we've always said that we were never going to, we weren't always going to do people who are to be celebrated. No. We're going to do good people, bad people, indifferent people. And this one, I think, very much goes on the side of not celebrating their life achievements. No, not celebrating anything about them apart from the fact that they were, they're dead. Yes. And. The reason to how we pick these uh, people is the fact is we take an event that happens in the days around when we release this mm-hmm. and then we try and see if we can find a film that, that influences it. Yeah. Now, what stood out for me this this time around mm-hmm. is the fact on January 24th, 1989, yep. Ted Bundy was executed. He was via electric chair in he, Florida. He was. So therefore, it got me thinking about what we we could do. And generally, I kind of like to keep these films narrative, not documentary. Mm -hmm. So we thought, why not check out? Because it's another film we both haven't seen. Yep. And it's very new. Yes. Um, The aptly titled... I wrote it down because it's really long. Yeah. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Yes, which is the... Zac Efron film. Yeah, um, Joe Berlinger's film um, on Ted Bundy with Mr. Efron. Mm-hmm. The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night. On the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PCZ is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason 
and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. I'm going to take this all the way to the Supreme Court. They're not giving you probation. They're giving you 15 years. That's a maximum. That's a maximum. Okay, no one gets a max on the first conviction. And you're facing 90 more for running. I have this under control, Liz. I have it figured out. It's all up here, okay? I can't do this anymore, Ted. What are you, what are you talking about, Liz? Liz, look at me. Liz, Liz, look at me. Do you not love me anymore? No, I do. I do, and that's the problem. What if I get out? I can get out of here. I know I can. And we could go away. We could go to Canada. We could do whatever we want to do. I promise. We could, it would be, we'd be free. It would be fun. This is for Molly. What? No, Liz, please don't go. Liz. Come on, Liz! Liz! So, it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, um, like so, we hadn't seen it before, but I had a few friends who'd said that they'd watched it, but basically had kind of said, you know, they didn't know a huge amount about Ted Bundy before they watched the film, and they found it a little bit hard to follow, mm-hmm. which I can understand because there is flashbacks in it. Yeah. But um, nobody changes like how they look no 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 so sometimes you'll have a flashback and it's kind of hard to tell it is a flashback because the fashions weren't massively different and nobody looks any older or any younger and that's it yeah and i mean firstly one thing to say about like joe berlinger uh, berlinger how he pronounces his second name is he's the guy who actually did the ted bundy concert the conversation tapes of ted bundy on netflix yes so yeah, actually, but that's also very heavy going. Yeah, um, I just think for anybody who doesn't know who Ted Bundy is, um, he was an American serial killer who kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls throughout the nineteen seventies. Um, he was eventually caught um, uh, after like decades, basically. Um, of denying it and yep. his execution was on the 24th of January yep. 1989 and he confessed to 30 homicides that he committed across seven states in America between 1974 and 1978 but um, a lot of people do believe that he was responsible for many many more deaths they just haven't been attributed to him Mm. and um, the way he killed a lot of these women was very violent um, so it it's it can be quite distressing to hear how how he killed them yeah and absolutely um, and the thing is what I find interesting about this film and to say I enjoyed it to say I didn't enjoy it I don't really know yeah. I find it more, more interesting and, and try and pick it apart because it's, 
I think one aspect of the film where this was a bit controversial is the way it portrays Ted Bundy. Not, not that it portrays him as a charming, intelligent man, because that's what he was, mm-hmm. but that it seems to victimise him at points and there seems to be a little bit of, I don't know, rose-tinted look at, at his life and it, it, he's never really treated as the oh. animal that he is. Now, again, and I understand that could be seen as that's how it was at the time, but, yeah, it, it feels a little I also misguided. Th- I think it's also, you see it through two, two eyes. You yeah. see it through... Ted Bundy's eyes. Mm. Um, so of course you're going to get the rose tinted mm. ones. Um, but you also see it through Liz, his long term partner. Played by Lily Collins, yeah. Yeah, her eyes. And she was madly in love with him. And that's And yeah. you see it through her eyes a lot, and she was in love with him and she so I I feel like it's not made very clear that it's through their eyes as much. Yeah. Um but when you do look at it in more detail, it is very much right. It's, it's basically these are the two main people that you see it through. And they, of course, Ted Bundy's going to try and paint himself in a better light. Yeah. And for most of the time, Liz was very blind to what he was doing because. And that's why I think it's a bit, so it's a bit of a strange perspective because it gets a little bit muddled with that. And mm-hmm. um, whereas I think maybe a, a better decision to go down with either to see it completely through Lizzie's perspective and Lizzie's eyes of trying to come to ter- him, yeah, yeah trying to come to terms with feelings and, and facts and things like that yeah and to see the inner conflict mm-hmm. of that or to see it through Ted's eyes now yeah. that would be very very disturbing mm-hmm. but it would at least try and give a, a certain perspective and a singular vision to it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you've got films like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is um, very much just shows the interactions and the inner sort of psyche of this serial killer. Yeah. And it is incredibly horrific to watch at times. And But it you get into the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't feel like this film gets into the nitty gritty of the psychology. It just is very surface level. Yeah, um, it especially, is. especially dealing with ten, Ted's actions. Yeah, like you don't really see his actions no. in it. It's more the relationship surrounding him that mm. you kind of see. Um, yeah, and it's quite interesting when you say that because. Um, it's fairly obvious throughout this that he really truly loved Liz. Yeah, he does. He he never hurt her, never anything like that. Like the, the his some of his actions towards her. Um, we're doing our research is very suspect mm-hmm. and creepy. Um, but he never mistreated her or her daughter. No. Um, and the same with um, or what was. Caroline Caroline Booth. Uh, Caroline Booth, yeah, he, you know, I wouldn't say he really mistreated her. It wasn't great to her. But he was in love with somebody else. He was using her as a vessel to try and yeah. get like a propaganda out but there. But he wasn't beating her or oh, anything. No. no, he was just being a bit of an arse, really, to but her, the, but then was an absolute monster. And that's it. The thing victims. is, and that's, I, I don't, to see, to see, so I, see, I find it interesting. I find it interesting that, Joe Burns, you wanted to show this side of Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. That 
the, the charming side, the I mean, even at the beginning, it kind of played, even though we know the story, like he could be wrongly accused. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that just feels so, so muddy. Yeah. Of a way to, to present this story. Um, and it doesn't really give you anything like, obviously, I mean, but it's in real life. He, did, he didn't really confess till... He was on death row. To, well, till the end, till days before. Yeah, and he's just basically trying to buy time. Yeah, and, and you do see that in the movie. Whereas, yeah, but it's... And I don't know, it, 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 I find it really fascinating, especially with Zac Efron casting, because... Well, there was a big hoo-ha about Zac Efron being casted. But he's, I think he's fantastic in this I think movie. He, but no, there wasn't about him... There wasn't a big thing about him because he was good. The big things like, they were going, oh, but he's so handsome and he's so good-looking and he's so this. And he came out and he was like, Ted Bundy was handsome. Yeah. He was charming. And everyone's like, oh, but you can't play him. He, he was a monster. And it was like, yes, he was a monster, but he was in, he looked like an ordinary man. Mm. That's how he was able to get away with this for so long because he was charming people and he was very clever and he was able like to disguise himself and do all kinds of things. Um, And then, uh, like, you see, like, when he's in the courtroom, he's still got all these women just being like, oh, no, I think he's innocent. He's too handsome to be a murderer. It's all this stereotypical, um, you think of a monster, you think of some that monstrous side coming out visually. Mm. Whereas for him, obviously, it didn't. His but, monstrous side was very well hidden beneath a, a veneer of good looks and charm. And, that, and that's it. And I think that's why I think he is perfect casting. Yes. Um. Because he does get that across. Now and it, he's got creepy eyes in parts of it. He does have creepy eyes, creepy. yeah, definitely. Very but again, it, it's just that it's that idea of having him as this likable character, and it just again, I don't know if it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth because we know what he did. Mm-hmm. But it's I find it, yeah, it, it, it's it's not the way I would have actually written this script. Yeah, I, I would have wanted it to do something. I don't know, different, but. Doing it this way is different. It that that's it. It's completely different. Like you look, like it's, at, I've got so much conflicting feelings about this film because I think part of it are done really well mm-hmm. and part of it are done really poorly. But, but there's, there's I don't films know about like uh, like John Wayne Gacy, yeah, 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 and everything, and they're terrifying because he was a terrifying person. Mm. Um, uh, how he killed his victims and everything, like you, you see that film and it's like okay this it shows you how he murders them yeah and it's basically a horror film yeah whereas this i think i feel like this might be more of a spark interest film yes i mean it's like you watch it and you find out a lot about the different murders and the trials and everything but then i think it's left up to the uh the viewer to then be like oh this is quite interesting i want to know more about this maybe and again he, he did make something more with the conversations tapes um, did. and it, again it's one of those things is where you when you see things like this is a documentary more fitting for it because it sort of takes that veneer of um artistic license in yes. a way so therefore you get in a, a certain individuals 
ideal of a person or ideal of a time and a place and a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got that cinematic sheen over it. Yeah. It's like a bit of film which blurs and, and creates and manipulates. Whereas a documentary, you see... Just the facts. Just the facts. Yeah. Um, but again, the way it's presented, again, yeah, it's different. And I don't know if it's just the fact that it's different that unnerves me mm-hmm. or if it's the idea of that, how well it portrays the devil next door. What were you expecting it to be like? Were you expecting to actually see him well, I, murder I, 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 these I think, women? I, I think I expected it to be more singular in his perspective, to be honest. Okay. A bit more of like either it be a... Because I knew it was about him. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe its scope was a little bit too big. Like, if, for example, if it was a a court drama where the entire film sort of takes place within the courtroom mm-hmm. and we see a little bit of flashbacks here and there and it just structured a little bit differently. Yeah. Or if it was just through the complete guilt um, of Lizzie's character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it just seemed to hip hop around too much for me. Um, so it couldn't really, I couldn't really grab something and stay with it. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, but again, films like this are normally told in the perspective of a detective. Yes. Or yes. a police officer. Somebody trying it, to catch And it'd them. be a procedural of sort of like, oh, getting all these clues together and getting mm-hmm. the case together. But whereas we see how good he was at hiding his facade, how yeah. good he was at um, hiding his, his true identity, if you will, from people close to him, um, from even the people who he was going to attack. And, well, we don't really see it, but we do hear about it, but it's the way he... The way he attacked these people, like, they were very calculated and oh, very God, well yeah. worked out and very... um performed um, in a way of like okay do you know what I would buy that yeah like when you see him and he's got his sling on and everything yeah. you'd be like yeah yeah I would totally I would get that I would understand it um, it's it's like little things but like uh, but, um, for, but for example but do, I mean, do you like this movie I don't I don't know um it sounds really bad, like when they were doing the. Um, it's like like as Jordan knows, like one of my most favorite podcasts is, is and that's why we drink, and they covered Ted Bundy, um, and I always remember them. Like we listened to it today just to mm. have like a little bit of a, a little bit more research, but I was quite surprised, like when they were doing the court scenes, they didn't discuss his car. Yeah, like that is one of my most favorite facts: the fact that he removed. The front passenger seat in his VW bug, so that way he could then lie his victims down mm. and drive around, and nobody would be able to see them. Yeah, like that is terrifying to think of. That is seriously like he really thought about what he was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's obvious like nothing was just an impromptu sort of like, oh, now what do I do? He had planned for this eventuality that he would then have to move his victim elsewhere. Yeah. That is terrifying, but they never went over it in the court scene, which I'm like, that is a really interesting fact. 
You can go, you can see his car, you can see what he did to the car so that way he could courier his victims around, but they never go over it. Like, that would have been a big piece of evidence. It was yeah. never discussed. And, and, and that's it. I, th- I think if you even if you took the film and just spread it over that car case, yeah. and you started to see it, and you, not only could you see um, him as the person who he was, Mm-hmm. as this personality and you can get the idea because it does bring into as you mentioned before the idea of fame of infamy of one of these tv heartthrobs as it yeah. was treated which is very strange that, that that entire ideal of these women coming towards him is so weird to me yeah um and yet yes he is charming yes he is he's intelligent and he has a handsomeness about him but it's the sheer lack of looking at at, at facts and, mm-hmm. and gravitating towards him like for example hey not to say political but it's like the fact that somebody like chris brown still has a career and yeah. some people fawn over him is baffles me because it, i don't know how yeah, he was convicted the... of beating Rihanna. Yeah. It was proven. Yeah. And he was sentenced to it and he admitted doing it. And it's it... like, if you've done it once, like, that's just like, that's, that's, I don't want to say it's minor, but compared to murder, yeah, it's a minor thing. But even though, even my own conflicting films, like we talked about a few, sorry, conflicting feelings. We talked about Roman Polanski. We talked about yes. Woody Allen. Although not, um, Woody Allen's not sort of convicted of anything, but you know what I mean. It's like still, he's still married his stepdaughter. That's yeah. still pretty weird. It's yeah, the the presents the world in a very strange way, and mm-hmm. that is unnerving. But do you know what? Like it's weird. I don't know, again. I don't know if I like it. I don't know, but. I, I'm thinking about it now, even mm-hmm. we watched it like yesterday. I'm still thinking about how it presents stuff. And don't be wrong, Joe Berger shot a really nice movie. Some of the, it looks... It looks really good. It looks really good. It's got a nice sheen to it. Some of the, uses the long lenses in, in the courtroom scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this particular scene where he's sitting down um, in a courtroom and it, you can see him sort of out of focus. And when he steps up, he's... In it, the, the way I saw that was like he's just gathering his mind. He's gathering his mind. Like it's very fuzzy. It's very unfocused. And when he steps up, that's when the character kicks in. Yes. And that's when his mind sort of goes. And it's just stuff. The way P, um, Joe Berlinger presents it, mm-hmm. um, it, it is very good. Um, but yeah, it's like if you if you kept it within that courtroom scene, we'll, we could see the facade of. Um, of Ted Bundy, we could see the defense, we could see the facts, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, it's but much more of a you could see his argument get worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse. So that even though you could, you do see his charm, you see that it's wrong, it's cracking, yeah. And to show him as this person who loved these people and didn't do anything wrong which 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 is fine but it just feels very misguided yeah like i I don't yeah i don't want to see him as a human but like we discussed this yesterday um it 
It's like when you when we were saying like Hitler was still a person. Yeah. He was still a human being. As much as you don't want him to be a human being, he was one. Yeah. And there's plenty of pictures of him with his family and playing with his dogs. And it's like, oh, that's a nice picture. Oh, no, wait, that's Hitler. That's that's not a nice picture. But at the same time, I think that is... This type of argument takes me back and I'm going to go into into something else slightly. So bear with me. Okay. Okay. So as most people know, I am a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And every single season, she had a big bad, a big monster to fight yeah. on. And season seven, she didn't. She had the trio, which were three ordinary guys, very clever. Series six. Sorry, series six. But very clever. Yeah. And lots of people slated it because it's like, where's the big bad? But the whole point when you when you when you read the interviews, Joss Whedon, it was a case of the big bad doesn't always come as a scary, terrifying, supernatural monster. It can be the normal person down the street. And that's what he was trying to show. These were characters who had been in different seasons different episodes some like one of them was a very long-running character who'd always kind of just been seen as like a little bystander and everything and then became the villains Mm. and I think that's always very important to look at because we see this kind of thing and you automatically go it's like the terrorists and everything oh they're monsters and they're awful and they must look bad and they're this and they're that and then you see them and nine times out of ten they're just bog standard person that you would see walking down the street yeah and i think that's why i know you go you didn't you don't want him you want him to be the monster and i get that and his actions are but he's he's just a man and i I don't get me wrong yeah i I get that but i think there might be okay this is getting into higher level but is there an artistic responsibility to not only show that man, but also show the side of him. But you did. You saw a little bit of it at the end. Yeah, and I think that that that, that little bit at the end does give you a perspective. And I think... Because I feel that, like... Yeah. And, that, and that could be the answer, to be honest. And the fact is he wanted to show you and then just give you that gut punch at the, the end. Of like saying, okay, this was... This man is is fake. Yeah, because you're spending the whole time not rooting for him, but having the conflicting feelings. And then when um, Lily Collins is speaking to him at the end, she's like, you need to give me closure. How did you... What happened to this girl's head? Yeah. When she shows him a picture of a decapitated girl and he just writes, hacksaw. Yeah. And then in the mist on the window. Yeah. um, When he's in the prison. And then you see him... By his car, talking to the girl, arm in like a sling, and he just whacks her over the head with a crowbar <laughs> and dumps her in the back of the in the back of the car. And you're just thinking, that's what he did. And I'm, you I'm, spent I'm the whole think- of this film going, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was wrongly accused. You know, he doesn't. This all sounds really bad, but he, I, I think it's like the the switch and, and I it's think, a confuse yeah. you. I mean, again, yeah, it, it, to be honest, I never, it's never really the wrongly accused. It's just showing him as this, as this normal person, which, which he was. It's so, but again, it's, yeah, it's that good punch. And maybe he, the director is trying to commentate on that idea of people seeing a certain aspect of it, 
But at the end, showing that little coda of you're wrong. This is what he was like. This is this is him and this is how he treated other human beings. But yeah, it's... I think that might be more effective rather than seeing him actually carry out the crimes mm. because the crimes are carried out between him and the victims. I think as soon as you see somebody killing someone on a film, it's like, that person's evil, it's murderer, and it, I don't want to say clouds your judgment of them for the rest of the time, but you're like, that's my thing, he's a monster, nothing he does is going to come back from this. And I think that's why you don't see it until the end. So that way you're maybe getting the same sort of perspective as maybe what a person like with maybe the general public who was watching the trial and following it. Or maybe the one that Liz had of him throughout that. She didn't witness him doing any of these no. things. So maybe what we're seeing is more of what she actually felt about him throughout the whole of this. Because it was based on her book. Yeah. So it was not until... Like, she goes and she's like, I need closure because I've been carrying this guilt. I need you to admit. And he does. He pretty much just goes, yeah, I did it. Yeah. And it's like, right, okay, everything that I've been feeling... Is lifted. Is lifted. All the guilt. Because obviously you find out that Liz was the person who gave his name to yes. the police as a, as a suspect. Yeah. Um. And none of this is spoilers because it's all, it's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. But it's based on her book, which is based on her experiences with him. So you can read it. You can watch so many documentaries on him. Uh, read so many internet pages on him. So it, it's not. None of it is a spoiler. None of no. that in there is. You're not going to see something like, oh, I didn't know that no. that you couldn't have found elsewhere. Oh no! I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll watch it again. To be honest, um, actually, no. The, the the more I think about it, the more I'm just thinking. Did did, did, did things go over my head whilst I was watching it? Because I maybe went in there with an agenda yeah. of, okay, I want I, I want to see what this can do, and yeah, I think it's for, a for, film for, that you need a few watches of. It's it's a very calm film, and you don't really expect it to be a calm film about the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, it could do things a little bit differently. And to be honest, I think it could have amped up that courtroom scene a little bit more because that didn't really add any drama to it. And you would no. think that would where that's the final act of the movie. That's where the drama should be, and that's where we should get a crescendo. Mm-hmm. However, our crescendo is very much the final scene, that one on one with with Liz and Tom. But for me, it's the. Do you mean Liz and Ted? Sorry, Liz and Ted. Um, it's the real life footage after it, which yeah. you, you get maybe two minutes. And for me, that is... But they had real life footage interspersed throughout. Like when they were interviewing women in the courtroom, that was real life footage as well as actors. They had some from the film and then they had some done like that was mm. done back then. So... I think it's a one that you need to watch a couple of times. Maybe. Because then towards the end, you see like flashbacks of like where he was at like looking at her body with a flashlight yeah. under the covers and everything and how he was looking at her in certain ways and what he did and little things that I don't think you pick up first time watching them until you get to the end and you're like, that's what that meant. 
And then you go back and you watch it again. You're like, oh my God, he was doing this. That, uh, yeah. And that's, it's easy to, to question. It's that, you know, monologue that must be going through. It's like, why did he not kill me? Yeah. But he, at some points he was obviously sizing her up. And it's like, yeah, it just spent so many years with him. So what, why was I special? Why did... Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's these aren't answers that we can that we can actually get to the end of. It's just the questions that it raises. Um, and again, it's one to watch. I believe. I, I actually do. And don't me wrong, Zac Efron was very good in it. Yeah, I think he. I think he was very very good. I think Lily Collins was very good. The only thing I had an issue with was that you got to the end, and oh my god, she hadn't aged, and her daughter who grew up looked older mm. than her. And you know you just feel like going, come on, give her a look, give her some strands of grey hair, make her look a little bit older. And but uh, yeah, and that's it. I, but I think as well, you've got with Lily Collins, you've got some scenes, but also you've got long periods of times without her. Yes. So therefore, you do amp up that distressing feeling in the scenes when she's there. Mm-hmm. But then you have fifteen minutes when she's not on screen, mm-hmm. and you're following Ted, and it's just like. You kind of forget about it. For yeah, you, you, it, you could have done with maybe better editing, better script of just how you're going to structure the way you're going to tell this story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where my issues lie, is just the fact that the way they present it is a little bit strange. Yeah. And it could have been tightened up a hell of a lot more if, if they just went down one avenue. Um, Again, I, I quite like the fact that it was completely different. Mm. It was different to what everybody expected. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, it's got us talking about so many different things. And I think if anybody else watches it, you'll probably talk about a lot of different points that we maybe missed or haven't expanded on. And for something like this, I think that's a good thing to get gain a better understanding. Even just... And the fact is that it's driven this conversation. It's It's got something there that in creates discussion yeah. of how you actually you read what it's trying to say mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i think it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it give it a watch and think because I, I, I can completely understand if people hate it oh God, yeah. um because of, of what it does and i can completely understand how people would love to analyze this film on a psychological angle mm-hmm. and try and get into the nitty-gritty of it but yeah i, I mean I'm, the, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm coming across to what Berlinger done with it. Yeah. But whilst watching it, I just felt a bit let down. No, not let down, but unnerved with the way he was stuff was being presented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's a, it was actually a good choice to be. It yeah, the film we both didn't watch. Yeah. We both hadn't seen. It was my choice. And it was your choice. It was. Yes. So no, it's. It's been, been good. Thank you. Spot on. Have you anything else to add? No. Did you, have, did you have any fun facts about Dan Bundy? Uh, his mum was, at, his sister was actually his mother. Yes. There's, do you know what? I'm not really going to go into fun facts about Ted Bundy no. because none of them are very fun. fun. But if you look, there is so many different things that you can find out about him. I mean, there must be uh, dozens, hundreds of books so written about him. So many different things. Um, I love a good serial killer. I love to know. Oh, just oh, to so get that, in sorry, their I should, let's just rephrase that. Okay. 
you, you find that idea fascinating that you just, yeah i find <laughs> it fascinating don't love them i find the whole serial killer thing very very fascinating but you did psychology at school and stuff like that didn't yeah, you yeah but like i've never ever used that yeah but you but I, that's why i sort of like the idea of the psychology behind it. and that's why i think documentaries sometimes you get a bit more into it like than that then to be honest we're watching this on a psychological standpoint with this film but it's joe berlinger's reading of a text that yes. he's presenting it's not the actual psychology behind yeah. it. yeah so no i think well i think that's probably it for that is us just this week history one. makers we'll be back with a normal episode next week um, and I think the weekend after that we'll be having a break for a week because you're away. I'm not here. So we will um, get a new episode out. Well, you next could always Monday. do something. I could have. I can think if I can do something. I might. You think. could go and you could do something. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. But yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, yeah, normal stuff. Follow us on our socials. Yep. Um, podsyndicate.com dot com. So yep. we are pod, we are podsyndicate.com. dot com. Go over there, read all the new stuff. Um, and yeah, spot on. That's us for this week. That is us for this week. See you later.